0: So this week we're talking about Jamila Jamil. Uh, um, really, like she's an amazing person and really good actress, and you know she's been in so many things and talks so much about anti diet and um, just trying to like get out of the headspace of you know constantly, constantly dieting. But a couple of weeks ago she um, she came out and said. A few things about, like, low-carbon keto, which we weren't really on board with, so I thought we'd just talk about that this week. Um, So just a bit of a rundown. It was, uh, I think she was triggered by
1: some of the, was it like an ex? She was triggered by Daniel Floyd. Yeah, who is kind of known for being with, I always forget his name, um, she's she's been known to be a footballer and then she was like former Miss Britain and then former Miss England like, she's done pretty well I don't know if she's done any modelling but she's actually done pretty well for herself um, but I've always known her just to kind of be a wag that's, that's, that's all I've known her to be to be honest and then obviously she puts her post out about key times and i was speaking to someone and they actually said that her partner has got some sort of like massive involvement with like the ceo i didn't want to dig too much into it but yeah i think jamila was very triggered by her post and that 10 day transformation picture and then everyone else just like hopping on board but obviously jamila's post was far from ignorant even though she had got advice from Doctors and medical experts knows who she spoke to, but even they're not the best people to speak to because they're also anti keto and anti low carb because it's not within what government guidelines or national health guidelines or whatever this bollocks is. So, I mean, her comments were very controversial. With experts even commenting, medical experts, you know, nutritionists, dietitians were also commenting and you know correcting her. But God knows who these five or ten people that she went to. But to me, that's not enough sources. It's like she didn't do her own research on it at all. And she just forgot
2: Yeah, I think what annoyed me the most is she was very selective on the research that she talked about because it was like she specifically went out to find anti-keto research and anti-medical keto research. Yeah, she went out, got that, ignored any of the you know any of the good stuff and then just posted about how bad it is but just completely ignorant to the fact that like some medical professionals and doctors will really really advocate for it for people that are suitable for it and it just annoyed me how she just kind of like completely disregarded that side of it um sometimes i have no words for this post she went straight to the home
1: epilepsy side of things she didn't even bring in like diabetes or anything like that which you know is one of the main things that people use keto for she just went straight to the whole like the traditional way of doing keto and what keto is originally for which in this day and age is pretty old-fashioned yeah they still use it but people have since discovered that it is absolutely incredible for weight loss
2: Oh, yeah. Forgive me if I'm wrong, but she kept saying like, oh, you should only ever do it if it's an extreme medical circumstance to help a medical condition, not for weight loss. But that is kind of what keto is for. Like that is your body's natural response. And I put a post up in response to say like, there's a reason your body produces ketones and goes into ketosis. Like it's a natural metabolic state that your body can unlock. So it's not dangerous unless you're you know you're being silly with it but you just need to do your research properly and i think what annoyed me is she's got such a big platform and she always preaches about kind of doing what's best for you and not you know not taking crap from other people and then she goes and puts that out and basically just slams anybody who's trying to do keto for themselves and is doing well
0: yeah so i think the, the thing that really got to me was that when she was saying about you know extreme medical conditions and stuff, but what a lot of people maybe don't realize is that extreme obesity is a medical condition like that is that has symptoms that has a diagnosis because you know it's a numbers game really and you know when you're at that point surely anything that's gonna that is a treatment for it would be good but but obviously there was some uh, caveats to that which was about and this is something that she talked about was the uh, like. pancreatitis or um and I was just like like come on like that happens from people that are doing a very very low fat diet for years and years and years and then extremely do a high fat diet like that's because it's the two extremes that's putting stress on the body like that's the whole point but then it just didn't make any sense for 90% of people that do keto like Obviously, we say about high protein rather than super, super high fat, but sometimes high fat works for people. So
2: mm, She just really generalised keto as a whole as well because there's different ways to do keto. And I just think she tried to go out there with all this facts and information and like pretty much crap that she found online, but she didn't do her research properly because there's so many different ways to do keto and so many reasons to do it. Yes, it's not going to suit everybody, but... Oh, god this post just really really takes me off
0: <laughs> but yeah so I mean obviously the the thing that we didn't really like to see apart from like her whole you know generalization of keto was the pushing exogenous ketones oh. with Danielle Lloyd I mean that 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 was what started us off on that you know kind of thread and then <laughs> immediately Janila puts out this post but
2: Yeah, you can kind of understand why she put it out in the first place, because there are like loads of accounts out there that will push really, really bad, exogenous ketones on you that don't work. They'll like, they'll suck in their stomachs and you kind of, you know, you can tell that it's a fake before and after they try and sell you a really fad dream, but that's not everybody. (laughs) Like that's not everybody. And I think just the weight loss community in general, whether it's keto or not gets such stick because... As soon as you try and improve yourself and help motivate other people, people will just bring you down. And I think in general, I see a lot of accounts at the moment that are all about body positivity, which I love, which is really great. And all about just accepting yourself for who you are. But I think that they are now pushing it too far because if you want to improve yourself and, you know, tackle a medical condition like obesity... like you get slammed for it so you're damned if you do, damned if you don't and I find that really frustrating at the moment that all of these positive accounts are actually kind of putting a negative spin on their own positivity. It's also another thing that a lot of people will just come up
1: with the whole why can't you just eat in moderation or just eat what you want but just obviously moderately or like intuitively and it's like they're kind of dismissing the fact that not everyone can actually do that. And some people may have to limit the foods that they intake. I mean, I wouldn't say restrict the foods, but just limit them ever so slightly just for a short period of time. I mean, no one really knows what their moderation is. I mean, eating in moderation to me could be like half a cake, but then eating in moderation to someone else could be a full cake because they eat like three of them. So really and truly eating in moderation does not go for everyone and eating what you want does not work for everyone either
2: yeah it's just not a one-size-fits-all approach like eating in moderation really annoys me and I think it was a few weeks ago as well we saw that um I can't remember her username but it was a girl doing a reel and she was like spinning around in a chair and she was just like (laughs) eating oh my goodness you're like, such an idiot
0: <laughs> the the thing that kind of like pushed me towards a low carb approach was because of quite frankly a sugar addiction yeah. which i'm sure loads of us can relate to because we were so like pushed towards the low fat kind of like area and that all has like added sugar like literally every single thing that you find at the supermarket that's not a whole food has got sugar in it and if
1: it's lacking one thing then it's got something else in it like if it is low fat then it's probably going to have more sugar dairy I can kind of say it does have more protein in it but with like the Muller lights and stuff if it's got zero percent fat in it then it's just going to be bulked up with carbs it's not going to have the additional protein in it like your more cleaner yogurts so if it is lacking in one thing it's making up for it in another and more or less it is starch or sugar and
0: there was that post that um a couple of us shared on our stories yesterday which was about like high protein stuff that's being pushed out mm-hmm. to us and how it's got the same amount of protein and it's also got probably more sugar in it yeah. like grenade spread like i know it's multitole, but it's also got like other things in it that aren't really going to help you in the long run and it's not very protein heavy, which surely that was the whole point of the spread in the first mm-hmm. place.
1: Yeah,
0: also those yogurts, you know, um, the it's like the quark based oh, ones. ones, they've got like a ton of maize, yeah. yeah, they've got some maize in it for the um texture. And it's like if you actually had the real thing, it's just not got the maize stuff, it's just got more fat in it, yeah.
1: Because I used to eat those quite a lot and I didn't realize that they actually had cream cheese as well, but it was a low fat cream cheese. So obviously back to the protein, if it's got less fat in it as a dairy, it's gonna have more protein. But really and truly, if you do look at it, it is bulked out with a lot of starch. I used to eat them, I'll admit. I mean they are quite <laughs> nice. But when you actually look at what's in it, it's like a cream cheese kind of yogurt. It's still a bit Yeah sickening. I don't really like cream cheese either. <laughs> I don't
0: anymore. I mean like, you know, it's just trying to push people to have I don't know, more knowledge in the supermarket as well, with you know, finding things that maybe would fit their lifestyle more than the stuff that's just pumped full of
2: crap. I'm also just waiting for the UK to kind of crawl on to the US lifestyle where we actually get like really decent low carb things because I think low sugar and low carb is becoming more and more popular. and I'm so excited to see kind of like even just the past two years where I've been low carb and low sugar, there's been so much more in the supermarkets just in the short amount of time that I've done it. So I'm really excited when supermarkets finally cotton on and we can have, like, aisles worth of stuff, like low-carb wraps, low-carb breads. Like, they have it in Aldi in America, so why don't we have it over here? It just sucks.
1: There's more of a demand for it out there. Like, it is predominantly American-based, that's the thing. Like, and it is very German-based as well. Like, you go out to Germany and they are probably the second popular country for keto. But it's just obviously we just need the supply over here.
2: We need the demand for the supply, but I just don't know when it's going to come. Yeah, that's it. Because as well, like anything that's low sugar, um, they just like ramp the price up so much, and then it sell. It does actually sell out so quickly because you go to the supermarket, and I'm always trying to find my Godiva or my Creators, and they're always sold out because we're so limited in what we can have that by the time you get there, it's all gone.
0: Although there's been like a crop up the online stores and stuff like Keto Depot Mm -hmm. and all those other like big stores online that do imported stuff but um, it's just expensive isn't
2: it? So expensive but I'm just trying to just eat like really clean like and trying to not have I know I've just ordered like a crap ton of crisps from that keto zephyr place but I think moving forward from next week I'm just going to try and eat traditional like really clean, cleaner carb like how I did right back at the start so it's like the 1st of February tomorrow hopefully when I think is this episode going to be out on the 1st of February yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's going to be a fresh new month starting tomorrow today and I'm just going to go back to basics like back right to the beginning where I just keep it really really clean just like you know chicken greens fresh vegetables whole foods and I'm just going to try and eat so much like dark chocolate and keto snacks because I feel like that's just kind of really building up with me at the moment because I'm like oh yeah it's only like three grams of carbs but then have like four or five of them a day and then <laughs> I've spent loads of money and then I'm not like properly in ketosis so I'm just gonna watch what I'm doing this month um But also as well with the um, No Scales February as well. If anyone wants to join us all on that. Are are we all game for No Scales February? I mean, I'm No
0: Scales for for four
2: (laughs) years. How about you,
1: Lauren? (laughs) I mean I don't I just kind of weigh out of curiosity like if I'm feeling good in myself then I may just hop on scales a little bit but it's a little bit different with me because I do jump from low carb to keto so if I do have maybe like sweet potato the night before then I know I'm going to be that little bit heavier the next day so I kind of just stay away from the scales but then if I'm quite strict for a few days or just have like mainly meat and veg or just have like a couple of carnivore days then I'll just jump on out of curiosity to be like have the couple pounds gone down but yeah I don't know I'm not really like huge on weighing to be honest so I can easily weigh and not weigh I just kind of do it out of curiosity because I'm more or less where I want to be now kind of I mean yeah I've gained more than my lowest but I kind of still look the same so I don't really care where I gain it just as long as it doesn't go to my stomach like it did before so yeah I mean I know a lot of people are going to be doing it I know a lot of people have put it up on their stories recently Just quite disheartened I mean I think everyone thought that they were just going to go really strict in January like a lot of people just did carnivore maybe for a couple of weeks or an egg fast and then was just really disappointed but let's just hope at the beginning of March that they're not even more disappointed it's, it's a tricky yeah. one when it comes to weighing and scales I mean it really... the thing is like the, the scales aren't everything no.
0: and a lot of people especially for women like it's body composition it's actual measurements like if they've measured I would not be surprised if they had lost inches everywhere yeah. but because they just use the scale for instance like you know it can be disappointing because there's so many factors but measurements body composition and the last thing is the scale once you add those all together that's your measure of progress
2: definitely and I think especially for women as well like if it's obviously that time of the month as well I can just write that whole week off for weighing myself because I'm just up and down like a friggin yo-yo but I'm just up and down anyway because I think a lot of people they'll do carnival and then they'll lose weight on the scales the next day and they'll lose a couple of pounds. But if I do carnivore, if I jump on the scales the next day, I've frigging gained because that meat is just like stuck there and <laughs> it's not going anywhere. So I just like I'm heavier. So I think that it'll be nice to go these next four weeks without peeping, because I'm kind of like a serial peeper. Like I will kind of check every day just to kind of like see where I am. And I've kind of fallen into that pattern again. So I'm excited to kind of not see for four weeks. But I put a a thing out today to just say, like, you know, if after these four weeks, if you're not weighing yourself and then you go on the 1st of March again to weigh yourself, don't be disheartened if it's not the result you wanted to see. Because, again, like, take measurements on the 1st of February, take measurements on the 1st of March, and I can pretty much, like, guarantee that you will have lost Um, and it's kind of people don't want to hear it as well especially when I first started out you don't want to hear that you know muscle weighs more than fat you just don't want to hear that you look better because it's just about that number but it really isn't so just kind of take things with a pinch of salt and you know if you don't want to weigh yourself in the first of March just keep going just keep going and just don't weigh yourself because I think that's a really good mindset to have is to kind of focus on how you feel. If you're one of those people that Aren't going to weigh yourself but
1: you are going to be working out then you also need to take water retention into consideration with your muscles and also muscle growth as well so you could be losing fat but you could be gaining muscle so on the scales like you you can't determine what you are losing unless you go for a DEXA scan, which is not going to happen right now so even if you maintain you may have lost some fat but you may have gained some muscle so if you are working out then you need to take that into consideration as well because whenever people work out I just always think that they're always focusing on I'm going to work out how much fat am I going to lose when you should actually be thinking along the lines of how much muscle am I going to gain as well because it comes part and parcel of working out and you want more muscle than you do fat obviously and the same with food intake as well if you are growing muscle then you need to keep your food up there with it because your muscles use that food for energy as well as fat does so you know if you are working out as well as not weighing yourself then people just need to keep muscle gain into consideration
2: and don't be scared to work out either because i admit i think this is kind of like a dangerous mindset to be in but i'm going to admit it because i feel like a lot of people have messaged me with a similar mindset at the moment right at the beginning of my journey i just focused on pure cardio and i didn't do any weight training for like nine months and it was because i was obsessed with seeing that number go down and i didn't want to do any weight training because i knew i'd Build muscle I would gain muscle and then the scales would go up and I was like I don't want to see the scales go up so I'm not going to focus on weight training but then as soon as I incorporated weight training my shape changed yes I temporarily gained like half a stone but then my shape slimmed down and then I lost more fat because the more muscle you have the more mm-hmm. fat you burn so I think as well like don't be afraid to work out just because of muscle gain because muscle gain is like one of the biggest gains you can have out of it like building muscle is going to be like your secret key that you can unlock to weight loss so don't be scared to work out and gain muscle
0: obviously after you work out if you're working out quite intensely like you're going to be retaining more water because that muscle will be like almost surrounded um especially if you kind of overwork it as well so you know like progressive overload like you are going to probably gain on the scale for a couple of weeks until that kind of levels out, but that. as I said Shannon, like there's nothing to be scared mm-hmm. about. Like.
2: That was me after my sit-ups the other day, when I did those 125 sit-ups. The next morning, oh my God, my abs, I couldn't move, but also my neck, I think I honestly like, must have given myself a whiplash or something, because I woke up the next morning and I was like, I literally can't move my neck. So I had to order on Prime one of those like, neck cushions, and I was sat at work with my neck cushion, like I can't move. So like, don't recommend that. But then also I did hop on the scales the next day, just to kind of see what happened. And I gained five pounds just from working out. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. my abs, you're so right, they must've been <laughs> retaining so much water. It doesn't
0: matter though, does it? Like it, it went away.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's gone now, it's gone away. And the scales have gone down accordingly, but doesn't it doesn't matter because I know that that's kind of, it's really helped my core and I feel stronger already. And I think if you just keep up with your consistency, but don't overwork yourself at the same time. Like that was probably a silly thing for me to have done because <laughs> I didn't like I didn't really warm up properly. I didn't really stretch down properly. I was just excited to do it. So I think that if you are going to be working out, just don't do it obsessively. Stay consistent. Um, if you're new to weight training, start with a low weight. And I would personally recommend just lifting light, but the reps is kind of like the most important thing. So if you lift light and do more reps, and just keep consistent with it and give yourself like a day in full break. Kind of like that's how I first started. Is just lift light, do more reps if you can. Like get to 10 and then go, Okay, I'm going to do 12 reps. Just do those two more, and it does really help and make a difference.
1: And eat more protein as well.
2: <laughs> yeah, and need more protein. Definitely <laughs> more protein. Don't be scared of the old
1: protein. <laughs> I mean, it comes hand in hand. If you are going to be working out, then you do need to eat more, but then. You know, a lot of people get obsessed with this massive calorie deficit. Like, oh, my God, I've gone for, like, a 500-calorie walk. I'm going to keep those off. But then again, there's no harm in eating just that little bit extra more or just to kind of replenish your body a little bit. Yeah, like a chicken breast. Also, if you've already,
0: yeah. like, yeah.
1: calculated your um calorie deficit, hmm. then you don't want to be going, like, super under exactly. by overexercising. Yeah, exactly. I mean, don't eat the whole... Like, because I, I look on... <laughs> Uh, fitbit and i can see how much like i've burnt during a walk but i won't necessarily be like oh i've got 400 that i can just eat maybe just half of that because i mean you are going to be hungry the next day regardless of whatever workout you do you will be hungry the next day and then you'll just probably end up eating more the next day so you might just eat it on the same day and you don't want to mess up your metabolism either